Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 157 of Starting the Conversation. I have just made the same mistake again. It is not our episode 157. It is episode 158. I'm your very forgetful host, Alice Benham, uh, back this week chatting about sustainable marketing. Now, before getting into this week's episode, I first of all want to say a massive thank you for the kind response that last week's episodes got. If you haven't tuned in yet, last week I shared two episodes going into a bit more detail about my experience over the last year of being bullied online and also sharing some of the things that have helped me to walk through that. Now, as I'm sure you can understand, those episodes felt quite vulnerable to share. I definitely had a vulnerability hangover on Wednesday, but the response to them just made it so worth it to receive comments, DMs, emails from people or yourselves, I should say, who found it comforting to know that you weren't the only one who enjoyed learning more of the practical ways that you can support yourself in this situation. Um, And in general, who just sent such kind words and reassured me that my experience wasn't a sign that I'm a bad business owner or whatever else it might be. But I just want to say thank you so much. I enjoy talking about the unspoken stuff, but sometimes it feels pretty scary. So thank you for always making it worth it. And honestly, one message saying I needed to hear those episodes thank you is enough for me so thank you so much if you tuned into those and shared your kind words if you haven't already episodes number 156 and 157 are the ones to listen to if you're interested but that is enough chat about last week's episode let's get into this week's episode which as I said is going to be talking about sustainable marketing and in this episode I want to talk a bit more about what sustainable marketing actually means and four ways that we can have more sustainable marketing within our businesses Now, that word sustainable and the idea of having a sustainable business and sustainable online presence is something that I think is becoming more of a conversation. And I am so here for that. I think it's really important as business owners that we don't just talk about strategies and the action that we can take to achieve success, whatever that might look like for us. But we also focus on doing that and building businesses in a way that is sustainable. Because I don't know about you, at least I know about myself and I know my students and I know my clients. I care about doing business in a sustainable way. Absolutely, I want to build a business that achieves my personal and my external why. I want to build a business that has an incredible impact on other people, that gives me personal fulfillment and financial freedom. But I also care about doing those things in a sustainable way. I'm not in it for the short-term quote-unquote success where things last for a couple of years and then that's it. I want to build a business that, whether I choose to or not, can stand the test of time and last for years. And the way that we do that is we think about the sustainability of the practices in what we do. Now, what do I actually mean by a sustainable business? Now, there's many a definition out there, but my belief is that a sustainable business is one which, first of all, doesn't rely on sacrificing your physical or mental health in order to succeed. If it is doing either of those things, at some point you will burn out. And as the business owner, if you are not able to run the business, unless you have set up some incredible outsourcing and automation, your business isn't going to be able to run, at least in the same way. Second of all, I believe a sustainable business is one that doesn't rely on anyone else sacrificing anything and it doesn't go against your values in the way that it's treating the people involved in your business, whether that's your students, your clients, your customers or your team. Because again, if that is happening at some point, that is going to come back to bite you and your business isn't going to be as strong as it could be. And the third thing that I believe is that a sustainable business is one that can pivot and evolve and shift over time and can last the long term evolutions that happen in whatever industry or sector you are in. 
Now, if that's what sustainable business is, and that's why having a sustainable business is so important so that it can last long term and we're in control of when it stops, the business doesn't choose that for us. Sustainable marketing is a fundamental part of that conversation. Marketing, whether it's digital or not, is a fundamental part of how your business runs. It is the way that people understand what you do. It is the conversations you have with people that help them to get what you offer and figure out if it might be for them. It is the route that people are taking through your buyer's journey. It is what has to happen. Again, doesn't necessarily have to be digital marketing, but marketing as a whole is what has to happen in order for people to engage with your products and your services. And if the success of your business or the longevity of your business is down to people consistently engaging in what it is that you offer, well, your marketing strategy and the sustainability of that is going to be a really important part of this conversation here. You might have the most sustainable practices in every other area of your business, but if your marketing isn't done in a sustainable way, well, then you've got a bit of a problem because marketing is integral. This is something I talk a lot about with clients and I sometimes feel like a bit of a broken record, constantly bringing in this concept um, and challenge of sustainability, but it's a really important conversation. So what I wanna do within this episode is dive into four elements that I believe make up a sustainable marketing strategy. Now, when I'm working this through with clients, there's never any one size fits all. So what I encourage you to do as you listen to this episode is take the things that feel true for you. You might hear some of these points and think, yep, I'm doing that. You might hear other points and think, oh, maybe that's an area for me to work on. So see what actionable steps you can leave this episode with to take another step closer to having that sustainable marketing strategy. And I would say don't see it as a destination, see it as a journey. Even in writing this episode, I found myself going, oh, I could probably be a bit more sustainable by doing more of that or doing that in a different way. If you set yourself up to think that sustainability is something you achieve, you're going to find yourself getting pretty frustrated when there's always more to do. So see it as a constant work in progress and something that you can always get closer to. Um, But without further ado, the first thing that I would say, and you're all about to roll your eyes, and this is probably the point you're expecting me to make in this episode. I'm getting it done at the start so we can move on to the other slightly more original points. Um, Sustainable marketing does not rely on one platform and a sustainable marketing strategy has a diverse set of platforms at play. Now, as I said, you're probably all rolling your eyes because I think this is something we're all used to hearing. It's definitely top of people's minds after we had the whole Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp blackout a few weeks ago. But it's a really important conversation and I believe is one of the most simple and clear ways that we can make sure that sustainability is at the core of our marketing. If your marketing relies on one platform, whichever platform that might be, it could be email marketing, could be Instagram, it could be your Facebook group you haven't got a very sustainable marketing platform. Marketing platform, marketing strategy. Because if that one platform changes, if it goes away, if it introduces a different algorithm, if the way that your ideal client likes to use that platform shifts, you're in a little bit of trouble because all of your eggs are in that basket. And if that basket is no longer serving you in the way that you want or need it to, or in the way that it always has, you are suddenly in a sticky situation. When you have got multiple platforms instead of just one, you've got more sustainability in what you do because you don't have all your eggs in one basket. And if one were to change, which we know they do, digital platforms especially are always evolving and always shifting, it doesn't mean that your marketing is now completely unsuccessful because that one platform has shifted. You've got the opportunity to then double down on the others and perhaps look at adding something else in. 
A point that I'll make here is this isn't just about relying on social media. When I hear this point made, it's often, you know, don't just have Instagram or don't just have Facebook or don't just have Twitter. And that is a a great point. Don't have just one of those platforms, but don't just have one of any platform. If word of mouth is the only way that your business is grown, that's not a massively sustainable marketing strategy, because if for some reason that stops being something that people do, you're in a bit of trouble. If directories and being listed on other people's websites is the only way that you get new clients, that's not a sustainable marketing strategy because you're relying on one thing to bring in all of those results. Even email marketing, the famous solution to sustainable marketing, if you're solely relying on email, of course, you're always going to own that list of people. It's not like social media where they can go away. But if people stop engaging with email marketing in the way that they usually would, or your ideal client's behavior shifts, or email marketing and getting through spam filters suddenly becomes a whole lot more challenging, well, heck, you haven't got the most sustainable strategy because you just relied on one thing. So what I'd encourage you to think about is instead of having just one platform, is to think of an ecosystem of platforms that are working together. I appreciate when you're at the very start of business, this can feel like quite an overwhelming conversation. And what I will say um, is I would encourage you to start small and build from there. I did not begin my business with, I don't know how many platforms I have now, maybe six, uh, six in place. I started with one, but I always knew that I was going to be adding to that. And the long term goal was way more diverse than just the one platform that I was starting with. If you're looking for a bit of a guide, I would say a good digital platform strategy to have is one social platform, one long form content platform and one use of email marketing. So your social platform, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, long form content, that could be a podcast, a blog, a video series and email marketing. That is as the title suggests, when you are creating an email list and you're sending them out in that capacity. If you had to just pick two, I would go one social and one email marketing, but they all bring something a little bit different to the table. Um, And having one of each of those in place minimum allows you to have a strategy that is not solely relying on one platform, that always gives your audience another place where they can go deeper and gives you more capacity to speak as well. When you have multiple platforms, you can say more stuff. And the more that you can say, providing it's the right stuff, the more and the quicker you can be moving people through the buyer's journey. You've also then got non-digital platforms and channels at play there. You've got directories that you could be listed on. You've got your personal network. You've got in-person events and being featured. You've got word of mouth. You've got PR. There are so many other channels that you can be putting within that ecosystem. So if you're going to do anything off the back of this episode, I'd encourage you get a piece of paper, write down all the platforms that you're on and notice how many you've got and how many are sat in the same camp. If they're all social media, you likely want to get one in there that's going to bring something different and isn't reliant on other people's platforms. As I said, this isn't just about only relying on social media. If you're relying on any one platform on its own, it's not sustainable, whatever that platform is. So that is the first thing that sustainable marketing is. And we got it over and done with because you'll know I was going to say it, but we always need that reminder. Uh, Sustainable marketing does not rely on one platform and it has a diverse strategy in where you are showing up and how people are finding you. The second thing that sustainable marketing is, um, is that it is built around a really brilliant service and a really brilliant product. Whatever it is that your business does, whether you are a service provider, uh, whether you create events, whether you create products, whatever it might be, being really great at that is going to be the best sustainable marketing strategy. 
Without a doubt, the biggest way that my business continues to grow and the biggest thing that sells, particularly my one-to-one work, is word of mouth and client referrals. And that is an amazing thing because I'm not having to put in the work as a business owner to encourage that. Or what I should say is I'm not having to directly put in the work to encourage that. The way that I encourage that is by being great at what I do. And I have a constant focus in my business. It's the most important thing to me that the service that I provide, and that's both in the actual work that I provide and my expertise, but also in how it's delivered and the experience that I create for people is as excellent as possible. I don't go for perfection because that's unachievable, but excellence is something I'm constantly in pursuit of. And that's not just because I really care about my clients and students and want them to have the best time. That's the first reason I do that. But it's also because I know the better I am at what I do, the more it sells what I do. If what you sell isn't actually great, if maybe your expertise is placed in the wrong way or the way that your product or your service is delivered or formatted isn't actually the best fit, you can have the best marketing in the world. But as soon as someone engages in what you do, that great experience, that great expectation, that great perception of you and your brand and your business is suddenly going to be lost. And that's quite an exhausting way of marketing. If every time someone actually gets inside your business, they suddenly lose connection with it and they don't really like it anymore, your marketing is going to be exhausting because you're going to be constantly having to use external platforms to get more and more people in. If once people are in, they're not staying in, they're not becoming repeat customers or clients, and they're not encouraging others to be in as well. When what you offer is of a standard of excellence, people buy from you time and time again. And the second someone buys from you once more, you haven't had to work any more than you did the first time to get them in for them to make that sale. And that's more true within product base, I'd say. I think we've got to be careful of service-based businesses um, and how we encourage repeat custom in a value-driven way. And people aren't just buying stuff for the sake of it. But if, yeah, first thing is people will buy from us multiple times and we don't have to work as hard to get more and more people in. And the second thing that happens is we then get referrals and we get word of mouth. And the pressure, or I should say the need, is taken off of us to constantly be bringing new people into the business because our clients and customers begin to do for us. Now, it's not a perfect recipe of like, okay, here's how you encourage people to do this and here's how you make it happen because it's pretty organic. And I think word of mouth and referrals are best done in an organic way. But the biggest way you can encourage them to do that is to deliver a really great experience. Make sure as a business owner that what you are delivering is as good as it possibly can be. Don't just focus on what it is that you're giving people, but also focus on how you're giving it to them. Create an amazing client or customer experience. Think really intentionally about how people feel as they interact with your business and the touch points that you create and how those touch points can be leveled up, more streamlined, more personal. It's also about creating a really tight feedback loop so that once someone engages in your offerings, you know what their experience has been like and you can use that feedback to improve it for the next person. It's really about constantly having a focus on the excellence that you provide. There are way too many businesses that I've seen who have incredible external marketing, make their things look so, so shiny, so, so great. But I know whether it's from direct experience or hearing from other people that once you actually get into the business, that experience then stops. And I mean, what a disappointing way to build business, right? Is where everything is about that external hype and actually there's no substance to it. 
reminds me a little bit of the episode that I created quite a few months ago where I talked about culture and how actually the best businesses are the best once you're inside them. They're not super shiny externally, but once you get into them and engage with them, there's a solid core and there's integrity to the way that business is presented and the way that business shows up. So that would be my second point. Sustainable marketing is marketing a really brilliant product or service. And that means that you are getting people who are loyal, who want to work with you time and time again, and then also getting referrals. And on the point of referrals, I know that a question mark there can be, you know, how do I encourage or reward that even more? And that's something for each of us to think about within our businesses. When people are referring you, is there something that you can do that is going to encourage them to do that again or thank them? It's not necessarily about like making it a transaction. I think that can actually begin to feel less organic if it's, you know, if you refer me, I'll give you a cut of the money and actually then you're maybe not doing it for the right reasons, but perhaps just making sure that people know it's appreciated. Every time someone refers me, if it's mentioned within an inquiry email or a client says to me where they first found me and it was another person, I will, as often as I remember to, I try my best. So if you're listening to this and you think Alice has never done this for me, I'm so sorry, please tell me, um, send that person something and just say, hey, thank you so much. Like I really, really appreciate it. And it's not about rewarding people for it or paying people for it. It's just acknowledging that you're grateful and giving a good experience to that person that referred you, which is probably only going to encourage them to do it again. So that is my second point. Sustainable marketing is built around a great service where we encourage repeat customers and when we encourage referrals. And that moves me on to my third point. Sustainable marketing is sustainable to implement consistently. You might have the best marketing strategy in the world. It might have many platforms involved, like I've already talked about. It might be built around an incredible service, like I've already discussed. You might have the best content pillars. You understand your buyer's journey inside out. You know exactly what you need to be doing when to be selling what you do in a value-driven way. Amazing. Unless that marketing strategy isn't actually sustainable for you to implement. If you are setting yourself up with a strategy, and when I say strategy, I just mean a plan. So if you're outlining a plan that isn't built or isn't careful of the resources that you have, be it your time, your finances, your energy, your headspace, your capacity, it is not a sustainable strategy. It might be ticking all of the other boxes of sustainable, but if it's not actually doable for you to consistently implement, it's not sustainable. Whether it's physically unsustainable in that it's asking more of your time than you have to give it, or whether it's mentally unsustainable and it's draining you, it's getting you doing stuff that doesn't feel good for you, it's getting you crossing your boundaries or not aligning with your values or just showing up so much that it doesn't feel good for you, it is not sustainable. I get why we create these unsustainable strategies. It feels exciting. We want to push ourselves to our limits. We want to be doing everything that we can. But I tell you, it's, it's way better for your business for you to do half the size of the strategy and be able to actually do that consistently than to be constantly jumping and yo-yoing between the extremes of like, right, when I can really, really push, I do all of the things and I fulfill the strategy. But as soon as client work or the orders get busy, I just have to step away from that. And then we don't share anything. That yo-yo, that extremity in our consistency and in our frequency of content and in showing up isn't good for our businesses. When I'm chatting with clients and we're creating digital strategies, I'm usually the one that's telling them to do less. My clients are saying, yeah, I think I'm gonna show up on this platform X amount of days a week or X amount of times a month. 
And a lot of the time, I'm not the one to go do more. Let's go. Let's push. Let's level it up. I'm like, why don't we halve that? Why don't you start with half? Make sure that you feel good about that. Get to know the strategy by implementing it consistently. You know, figure out the systems and the processes and the tools that are going to make it even more sustainable to implement. And then let's scale it up from there. We are often setting ourselves up for failure when we are being over ambitious about what we think we are going to be able to achieve and do. I know that feels like anti-business, right? As entrepreneurs, we should always be pushing ourselves further than we think is possible and doing more and doing bigger. And I'm all for that in many capacities. But I don't think the way we apply that to our marketing strategy is to go, okay, let's show up as frequently as humanly possible and push, push, push. Build strategies which are aware of the resources that you have. When in my group program on it, we set our goals for each quarter. One of the things that I get people to think about is what is already coming up for you within this quarter? What do you need to keep in mind when you're setting these goals? When we set action for ourselves that isn't given the context of where we're at and the time we have and the capacity we have and how we're feeling and what's coming up in our businesses, we are setting ourselves up to fail. And I think as business owners, like that's just a really horrible thing to be doing to ourselves. And we can then easily get into that real yo-yo cycle where it's like, okay, well, if I can't do everything, if I can't sustain all of these platforms at top frequency, then I'm going to do nothing. And I think that's also a mindset shift and an attitude change when we're looking at our marketing to see it as, hey, done is better than perfect. And whatever I do, whatever action I can take, even if I can only fulfill 50% of what I've set out to do, that is better than seeing it as all or nothing and judging myself as a failure if I haven't you know, done all of the things that I set out to do. So when you're building out your marketing strategy, think about what's going to be sustainable. Think about the time and the resources that you actually have to commit to this. And also think about what's going to be mentally sustainable too. That's one of the biggest things that I find unsustainable in my marketing is often the mental side of it. You know, last week I shared two episodes which were incredibly vulnerable and incredibly raw. They weren't hard for me capacity wise. I had the time to sit down and write them. I had team that could help me to edit and and get them out there and create the promotional material. But it was almost unsustainable or it would have been unsustainable if I had done it any earlier in a mental capacity because it would have been emotionally draining. So think about both sides of that, physically and mentally. How can it be sustainable? And on the physical side of sustainability, then think about what you can do that's going to make it more streamlined. Get a process in place which makes it easier for you to show up consistently. Bring in tools and automations which are going to speed up the process of creating and sharing content. If you have the capacity and the resources to, get team members involved that you can begin to outsource to. It's often the smallest things that help us to be consistent in a sustainable way. When it comes to your marketing, that might be getting a day into your schedule every single month where you sit down to plan out the month ahead. Perhaps you do actually have the time, but you don't really dedicate or set aside that time. So it never actually gets to be spent on marketing. Perhaps it's a case of making sure that you've actually got outlined in front of you. What are you sitting down to do when you are doing your content planning? Create a process for yourself. Map out the steps that you go through from ideation to then planning out the content, then writing the captions to finding the imagery to scheduling it. Every single step there, if you break it down, is going to be easier for you to follow and easier for you to create the time for and look at the tools that are going to make each step easier because you can actually see what you're working with. So point number four three, almost said four, Uh, sustainable marketing is sustainable to implement. It's both physically and mentally um, doable for you to be consistent. 
And that moves me on to my final point. And there are so many more points that I could make, but I wanted to cover the main four that I see showing up in conversations with clients and students um, is that sustainable marketing is always evolving. No strategy, whether it be a strategy within your marketing or a strategy within your wider business is going to last forever. I believe that our businesses are at their best when they are in a constant stage of evolution, when we are responsive as business owners to changes in our industry, to changes in ourselves, to changes in our ideal clients or our ideal customers, to changes in the way that people want to interact with our businesses, to changes in the vision that we have as business owners. So many things are constantly changing, some within our control, some not. And I believe as business owners, the more we can build strategies which are aware of that, the more sustainable our businesses are going to be. Because we're not then creating a strategy and going, right, this is it. This is my marketing strategy. I've worked through it. This is going to last me forever. I'm done. And then it's failing two years down the line because there's been a change in the way that people want to interact with your business or you've made a change in how your business has run and your strategy hasn't changed as a result. If you see it as a constant work in progress and you're always evolving it and always shifting it, it's going to stand the test of time, or at least the thing that makes it fail will not be that something else changed and you didn't change your strategy as a result. I see it a lot, especially with marketing strategies and with business foundations as a whole. It's very appealing to want to see it as a one-time task. You know, you, you figure out your marketing strategy, you tick that off your list, and then that's it. You then just implement it for the next few years and you're done. And that might work for a little while, that might work for a while if you're fortunate, but it's not going to work forever. The way that people interact with businesses, particularly in an online capacity, is constantly evolving and your marketing strategy needs to reflect that. So what does that look like? Well, first of all, I think it's an attitude change or it's a mindset to have where we're not seeing it as something that is going to last us forever, but we're open to the fact that it's going to change and we're actively looking for the learnings along the way that tell us how things are shifting and then give us the nudge to maybe change something as a result. It's also down to staying really connected to the success of our strategy and knowing what we're meant to be tracking and measuring in order to judge that success. If you want, I could do a whole other episode about how to know your marketing strategy is working and how to utilize stats and analytics in the right way, but ultimately judge success in its purest form, which is the sales of what you do. If you are not checking in on those analytics, if you're not tracking where customers and where clients are finding you and you don't know what is and isn't working, you're not going to have the data that you need in order to evolve and improve your strategy. Change comes best from a place of awareness. So if you do not have a way of creating awareness around your strategy, what's working, what's not, both for other people, but also for you, what's feeling good, what's not, what's sustainable, what's not, you're not going to be able to improve it. Or if you do try and improve it, it's going to be a little bit of a stab in the dark. So make sure that you are checking in with how things are going and make that um, awareness building and kind of understanding of the stats and how things are at something that you're consistently doing in your business so that you can point three, always be improving and evolving your strategy. Whether it's that you do it just whenever it feels like it might need a bit of attention, um, if kind of working in a more intuitive way works for you, or whether you have a date in your diary every quarter or every month just to check back in with things and see if anything needs to shift, that needs to be a habit. I tend to do a bit of the two. So when I sit down to set my quarterly goals, I'll always make an effort to check in with my marketing strategy, whether that's actually looking at something physically or even just thinking it through in my head and going, right, what's working, what's not, what do we need to shift? 
But it's also something I'll do as I go. If I have a time in business where I feel a bit disconnected from my marketing, things feel a bit off, you know, and you like can't quite word why something's wrong, but you kind of just know something's off. Um, what I'll do to help myself walk through that is I'll check back in with my strategy. And very often it's because something in my strategy needs to evolve and I've not changed that is the reason that something feels a little bit wrong. Now, something I'd say here is do not make dramatic changes to your strategy frequently. Whilst yes, one of the mistakes that people make is they never change their strategy. Another mistake that I see people making, and we've all been there, uh, is that we change it too frequently. And I think often this comes from a place of fear because we go, crap, I've tried it for three weeks. It's not working. Or that other person said I needed to do this. I'm doubting myself. I'm not sure that this is working. I'm trying to make it work. Okay, let's change things. Let's do a total 180. Now, a marketing strategy requires consistency of action in order to show you the results that it can give. If you are not giving something, I would say minimum a month, ideally around three months of consistency, you are not in a very good position to judge whether that's working or not. When I started this podcast, I committed to six months because I knew I needed to give it time before I judged if it was working or not. The same with my email marketing strategy, the same with LinkedIn that I'm now just beginning. It's so easy and tempting to want to change things too much. So when you are making changes to your strategy, first of all, make sure that they are small changes. Don't change anything too dramatic um, at a time. And second of all, make one change at a time. If you change everything and the results change, you do not know which of those actions has actually linked to that said result. And if you are just constantly switching things up, you're not actually going to be getting those learnings of what's working and what's not. So you can over time, very slowly be building the best strategy for your business. That is where working with someone else, if you do struggle with the marketing side of your business, can be really helpful because it is hard sometimes to figure out what is that middle ground between I want it to be reactive, I want it to be intuitive, I want to be shifting as I go, but I also know that I need to commit to one strategy before I keep changing things around. But that is my fourth point. Uh, so sustainable marketing is evolving over time. And that is true for business as well. You can apply that to any other kind of strategy or plan. Uh, if you ever see it, that it's going to last you forever uh, and you're never going to change it, it will not last you forever would be my insight there. So that's it. Four things or four thoughts on what sustainable marketing actually looks like. As I said, there are so many more things that I could say, but I hope that you can take something from this episode. Maybe one of those points particularly resonated and made you think, oh, that's not an area that I've really thought about before. Or perhaps I didn't consider how that links to sustainable marketing. And you can take an action from this, um, which is going to help you be one step closer uh, to being more sustainable in the way that your business is marketed and the way that you show up online. Now, if showing up online and the digital marketing side of things is something that you're really interested in and you know that you could do with more of a strategy within, um, I have got something for you because I am launching the week that this comes out two offerings. The first offering is strategy in a day and the second offering is strategy in a month. Now they are very clearly what they say on the tin. Uh, strategy in a day is going to be a one day in-person workshop in London uh, on the 17th of November where we are going to work through all of the key elements of a marketing strategy in a day. I'm equal parts terrified and excited because I haven't done something like this in person for a long time ever since the retreat which the pandemic definitely got in the way of um, but I'm really looking forward to 
to it. It's going to be a room full of incredible business owners. It's open to all types, sizes, stage of business. We're going to have coffee. We're going to have lunch. We're going to be taking action as we go. So that is the first way that you can engage in that offering. And the second option is strategy in a month. And that is going to be four weekly sessions for those of you who perhaps don't want to do the in-person offering or you can't get to London, um, which again, same content is going to walk you through the key elements of building out a marketing strategy. Whether you haven't got a strategy in place and you need to do it for the first time, or you maybe heard point four and you're like, crap, I haven't maybe changed mine in a while. It could do with a bit of refinement. I need to kind of come back to it. This is for you. It's going to be really focused on being actionable. So you will end the day or end the month with a physical marketing strategy. Well, not physical, but if you do the online version, you can print it out and make it physical. But if you're doing the in-person one, you have like literal papers in front of you um, that you can then follow within your business. So if that's something you're craving, I am really excited about it. It's something I do so much in one-to-one and I'm finally making it more accessible and doing it in a group setting. Um, Information on both of those will be linked below. Um, But that is it for this episode. I'll be back in your ears next Tuesday with quite a fun episode, I have to say. Um, You'll know why I think it's fun when you hear it, but look forward to that. Um, Have an amazing week and I will speak to you all. Speak to you all, is that a weird thing to say? I'll be back in your ears next Tuesday.